And hello and welcome everyone to a very late, very delayed edition of the Comic Multiverse. I am your very sick, been-through-the-ringer host, Joel. God, I, I really didn't want it to be three weeks, Matt, without a show, no. but we have reasons as to why we're doing this. But we're happy. We're here now on a Monday. We're going to get it to you. But before then, you know regular pleasantries how you been Matt it feels like a while since I've talked to you because it actually it, has been it has actually been a while yeah I'm I'm going pretty good I've been working the last like week and a bit like non-stop every day even weekends um mm. so I've been pretty behind on everything uh co comic wise at least I've only just now started getting my comics done yeah it's definitely been one of those weeks and, and, and as someone on twitter brought up where it's like it's never just one of you that's sick that no. rams the show or something right it's always the both of you and i think that's a great claim to fame for us that it has to be both of shit going <laughs> down with us to stop a show me for people who have been following me on twitter i've been alluding to it so ever since i came back from the uh london comic-con uh i came down with a case of kidney stones oh lovely yeah, it runs in my family. I've never had them before. I was on the train on the way back from the con, and I'm like, oh, well, this burns. This doesn't feel good. I I didn't think I had that much fun in London. Ow, ow. Okay, nope, it's not what I think it is. Yep, that's in my kidney that hurts right now. I went to the hospital on Friday. They gave me, like, the MRIs and the ultrasounds and everything. They're like, oh, yeah, you got a massive stone there. Uh, we'd like to keep you in overnight. And I'm like, well, I can't stay in overnight because I have to go make videos to live. And I'm already not doing my podcast. And they're like, okay, well, you're going to hurt really bad. Here's, like, some Percocets and shit. I'm like, oh, wonderful. This will fuck me up. And it did. And then by, like, uh, what is it, by Sunday, I'm like, I have to go back to the hospital. So I waited there and did the whole thing again. And they're like, okay, so we did another test. Turns out there's a scar in your kidney. Might be a birth defect, might be from something else. But now the infection from the kidney stones is bleeding into your back, which oh. is why you're in such blinding pain. <laughs> so sorry about that. Here's some <laughs> antibiotics. I'm like, thanks, guys. Thanks. That's cool. <laughs> and so now I'm here, everyone. And as you can tell, kind of damn i didn't even get out of my robe for this one <laughs> that, that that's a pretty good excuse not to do a show yeah that i'm in blinding horrifying pain and the fans were so nice too there was one lady who when this was all starting she's like oh joel i hope you're i hope you're better and like i i was kind of lying I'm like oh no i'm not here for myself i'm here for someone else because i didn't want to say my penis hurts to a nice lady on twitter <laughs> i'll tell you all here right now because it's showtime and this is show content but yeah <laughs> Yeah, I've been waking up every hour on the hour. It sucked, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about comics and comic news, because a lot happened in the weeks when we were away, because New York Comic Con happened. Yeah, lots of news happened. I guess the first big piece of news we should talk about is something that broke uh, before we even started, which never happens. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, daughter of Lenny Kravitz, has been cast as Catwoman in the new Matt Reeves Batman movie. Cool. I think she's great for it. She voiced Catwoman in the Lego Batman movie, so she's already she knows the character. She's done it once before. In fact, I th is this the first time this has ever happened? A character or an actor has voiced mm. a character in something only to play them again in live action? I think so. It's the only Maybe. one that I can think of. But yeah. yeah, that's that's crazy. You know, good on her. I think she's a great actress. I think she's great for the role. Also, I guess we know who one of our villains is now for a movie that they've claimed will have multiple villains. Are they going to make her a villain, though? I don't know. Maybe just a love interest. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. Maybe we'll see her just as Selena Kyle in this, but she won't actually become Catwoman until the end. I'd like that. I'd like that. Like, just like someone who's in that those same social circles as, as Bruce. Mm-hmm. And stuff just seems to go missing whenever she's around. Oops. Then again, too, we also had the rumors shooting around there about Jonah Hill potentially being a villain, yeah. too, in some variety, which I had no problem with. I no. uh, thought he actually played a really hateable villain in that movie, War Dogs, so mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. He's He's got a darkness in him. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd be a great villain. Like, I keep people keep saying that they want him as, like, Penguin or someone. I'm saying, no, make him, make him Tommy Elliot. Mm, right where it's like i i am like a bruce wayne i am like a robert pattinson but with all the like settings reversed where it's like i'm a little chubby i'm a little weird i'm a little this i'm a little yeah. that yeah I, that would be good because you could really buy him even in something like the wolf of wall street mm -hmm. this kind of like you know uh oh god what, what, what's the word for it this you know uh 
the, the, this kind of yearning to be more this you know like why <laughs> why aren't i as good as you the, he, yeah. like a little man syndrome he's got like yeah. a real little man syndrome yeah he would be good for that yeah exactly and you wrap his face up too and there you go yeah there you go and you can cast someone else if he changes his face and everything exactly is the thing with that's what's cool about hush is you can keep uh, getting different actors in there and catwoman played a pretty big part in both the hush storyline from the comics and that new animated movie they made so mm -hmm. yep so there's definitely places you could take this so yeah i'm definitely excited for that again i i'm literally setting my watch to being like all right when a racist nerd's gonna complain that they hired a uh what is it a somewhat black woman to play this and i'm like catwoman is african-american sometimes yeah yep from and, like the adam west era onward it's just as like sometimes she is yeah and again i i don't actually know i lenny kravitz's family makeup it's a whole big thing there so i may have just stuck my foot in my mouth now i apologize because <laughs> it's easy to do apologizing <laughs> and i'm sure people will correct me uh another big piece of news something that happened today uh, Disney Plus revealed their massive content lineup that's going to be launching when the app launches, and it's pretty, pretty goddamn impressive. It, it's pretty. They announced everything that's going to be there at launch. At launch in the U.S., so I imagine it might yeah. be different for Canada and Australia, maybe, but probably not so, much. Hey, you know every Disney and Pixar movie you've ever seen ever from like the Golden Age until now, it's there minus Song of the South, naturally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I said someone pointed that out, and I'm like, oh, no deal then, no deal. Yeah, zero out of ten. <laughs> I want the Uncle Remus movie here and now, or no dice, Disney. <laughs> And which Disney's like, Song of the South, never heard of it, that didn't happen. No, but you had like a whole uh, briar patch rabbit, like a, a thing at your park there. For, no, we didn't. Shut no, the fuck up. Yeah, that what never are you happened. talking about? <laughs> that that wasn't real. You dreamed that. This is a Bernstein bear situation, which we don't own yet. <laughs> but yeah, it, it looks really cool. They've got some really great stuff in there. They've got like, and obviously like when, because I was watching the thread happen when they were uploading it. And there's like stuff in there that like, I've never even heard of, especially yeah. during like like the seventies and eighties. Disney, oh, yeah. it's like, just like really random shit, like weird live action family movies that yeah. our parents probably went to go see at some point and no one's thought of in years. No, yeah, so it's heaps. It's obviously got the Star Wars stuff, um, all of it. I don't think did they put any of the Marvel stuff up there because I I kind of checked yes. out at around two thousand and seven. Yeah. Every Marvel show you can name from the last couple years, that includes X-Men and Fox stuff. So mm -hmm. you get every Avengers show, all the good ones and the bad ones, yeah. <laughs> all the X-Men stuff, the good ones, and, you know, the bad ones and everything else. Although I, I would argue there hasn't really been a bad X-Men show. Well, you know, mm -hmm. Pride of the X-Men, some of the other mm -hmm. ones, there's been some bad ones. But you got all of them, uh, all the Star Wars ones, so you can catch up on Resistance there, on Rebels on there. They didn't announce the Tartakovsky Clone Wars, though. No, that that isn't. Well, that's technically not canon anymore. Right. So they don't want to muddy the waters because <clears> the <throat> canonicity of it is up in the air. But basically, everything that is, uh, what is it, canon Star Wars is in there. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Uh, they got some interesting stuff too. There, all of Gargoyles is there now. Yeah, yeah. Which man, you want more Gargoyles? You just gotta watch that endlessly, like you watch Young Justice, and show people <laughs> that oh yeah, they care. I'm assuming they got all the other Disney afternoon stuff in there, your goof troops, your dark wing ducks, your original ducktails, your yep. new ducktails. They they did have all that. They had the Mighty Ducks, they had Doug, they had all that sort of stuff. Uh no Fillmore, which that's like, hey guys, yeah. come on. Fillmore it up. <laughs> that show was so ahead of its time. They got the real Jet Jackson in there, but no Fillmore, <laughs> which that that hurts me as a fan of that era in disney get it get it in there which here's the thing i'm sure anything they don't get in they will get in oh yeah it's probably it might be like licensing problems or something someone else that's might a, own it in america or something well that's a thing too uh muppets was interesting because they got the new muppet babies on there that short-lived muppet tv show and a bunch of the muppet movies but not the original muppet series and probably the reason they can't get the original muppet show is oh we had a lot of live music on there from a lot of <laughs> bands and artists that we cannot license again mm -hmm. so that's a shame 
Also, you know, uh, what is it? Netflix owns Fraggle Rock, or uh, Netflix owns Dark Crystal, and HBO has Frag- uh, Fraggle Rock and Sesame Street. So it's a shame that even though Disney owns the Henson Company, we cannot have all the Henson stuff under one roof. Yeah, it's kind of a shame. I mean, I guess this is just the era we're living in now of entertainment and streaming. And it's like, look, there's never going to be one thing that has everything. Yeah. Well, one thing that really interests me about it is obviously they've got the National Geographic stuff as well. So they yeah. posted all that. And there's some some really cool stuff happening with that. Some amazing stuff. They got Chef Ramsay's new show on Amazon, which I guess he had made mm-hmm. through them. And that's pretty cool. Uh, they got all those great new Disney animal documentaries where mm-hmm. they kind of put stories in there like African cats and uh what is it? The one about the pandas and the one about the lemur monkeys. Mm-hmm. They're wonderful. And if you watch them in Blu-ray, they're freaking mind-blowingly good. Yeah, they got all the, um, I think they've got all of James Cameron's stuff where he went down to the Titanic, all that oh, sort of stuff. Oh, oh. They got they got a great show with, um, what's that woman's name? Jane. Goodall? No, they've got one of that, but she's she, Jane Lynch. She's, she's the comedian. Oh. She did like a, like a kind of David Attenborough type show as well really yeah yeah i'll have to check that out so yeah for people who think this disney app is just cartoons and just star wars no there's actually a ton of stuff on there Mm -hmm. lots of great content and oh yeah all the simpsons too yeah yeah that's a big selling point for me it like literally yeah because it's like here's the thing on my regular tv thing if you got a good cable package or when I used to have a cable package, Simpsons is on like three, four times a day. But man, if I can just literally go, okay, season one to season 10 on repeat. <laughs> yep. And everyone's cutoff is a little different. Maybe, you know, one day if I'm feeling frisky and a little weird, I'll see what happens beyond the seasons I stopped watching. Uh, I'm planning on doing that. I'm planning on going one to whatever season they have up to eventually. Which by the time, you, which by the time you're done, they might have more. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to have Futurama good good question yeah will they have futurama because futurama stayed quite good even when they brought it back there were some really good episodes in there yeah what uh what about fox acquisitions too like will we get book of life or any of those animated offerings that they own or is disney like no 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 no. you we did not make those so we do not want to confuse people i like to think that maybe they'll they might be like like phase two of it like they come out next year or something like end of this time next year after right. that, all their all their stuff has had like a whole year to like be out there and digest with people because again i assume fox still owns the rights to like king of the hill and stuff mm. so you know when they bought the imagine if it's like look we got simpsons and king of the hill all under one banner mm. oh that'd be great I'd, I'd be down for that again like like if i wasn't already sold because of the marvel stuff and the star wars stuff because that's my job all this other stuff sells me too it's like that's really worth the price Hmm. yeah and yeah again the price like the best thing about it is they're allowing like yearly memberships which i don't think any other streaming service does that at least the the ones i think amazon prime is the only one but that's like prime delivery and all that sort of stuff as well that could also easily change yep and I'm thinking to myself, too, I'm like, okay, so far I got Netflix and I got Prime. Do I need to let one of these go? I'm not always using Prime. Can I let Prime lapse? Can I let one of these lapse? Because, <laughs> again, it's like, do I really need three of these? Because it's at that point, as everyone keeps saying and everyone keeps opining, well, now I'm just paying cable now. Yeah, yeah. For all these friggin' apps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still got to go to the movies and I still got to buy new video games. <laughs> No, I haven't seen Joker yet, everyone. I've been too sick to go see Joker. I have. It's pretty full of itself. That's that's what I heard, where it's like, look, it's not bad, but it's also really stuck up its own ass as well. Mm-hmm. Also, like, uh, what is it? Like, uh, the, the ultimate moral and ideology of the movie is fuzzy to where I'm like, go figure when you pick a character like the Joker, who the whole thing about him is that he is vagueness. Yep. Maybe, that's, maybe that was bound to happen when you pick a character like that, but that's not what we're talking about. We'll talk about Joker eventually when I get to go see it, when I feel better. But also, doesn't that Jojo Rabbit movie come out too? I don't know. I don't know whether that comes out like here for a while, but it might come out in Canada and all that first. But I really want to see that. Me too. I could totally see myself where it's like, okay, I got my ticket money. I'm at the theater. One for Jojo Rabbit, please. Ah, damn. (laughs) I just love Taika Waititi. He's so wonderful. All right, moving on from there, uh, we got some big X-Men-related news. 
from New York Comic Con. It was finally announced, a question you and I, Matt, have been asking forever and ever, and that is, when is Wolverine getting a new solo series, and if so, who is going to write it? Well, it is coming, and Ben Percy is going to be writing it. Yeah, this was uh, quite the surprise. I'm I'm all for this. I I, I love Benjamin Percy stuff on like Green Arrow, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Makes a ton of sense too, because Benjamin Percy is also writing X Force, which mm-hmm. also has Wolverine on it. So he is just the Wolverine czar now, moving forward. Yep. Wolverine 2 is going to have a really interesting place in this new post-Krakoa world where it's like, okay, so he keeps getting di- he keeps dying and keeps coming back to life, and they offhandedly mention that his healing factor isn't as good as it used to be. Also, how, how does he keep getting a metal skeleton? Do they keep grafting one to him, or do they mess with reality? What What is? What, what is? Yeah, I imagine all that's going to be explained in either this or like Hickman's X-Men book. I'm very excited for it. I'm excited for all the X-Men books right now. Yeah. They all sound they actually start this week they do we get all new x-men number one yeah looking forward to that which this is the summer's family book to where i'm like all right that's just a cool premise that you can fill a whole team just with summer (laughs) family members (laughs) oh god you know they got issues Uh, more news about new writers for new titles and uh, after the like whirlwind almost decade long character redefining run on Thor uh, Jason Aaron will be done as soon as King Thor the miniseries comes to a close and it has been announced that Donnie Cates will be the one to lead Thor into the future perfect perfect absolutely perfect he can do cosmic he's shown with venom he has no problem uh, what is it reinventing the wheel Again, he's like the golden goose at Marvel right now. Everything he touches turns to gold. He basically can do no wrong right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to this. And as well, we got like the, like a picture of of Thor of what Thor will look like, and he looks he looks so nineties. Yes, because he's King Thor now, and apparently that comes with dressing even more like a Viking <laughs> than he ever has before. <laughs> Again, I don't know what Donny Cates is going to bring to this book, but he's a dude who always has big ideas. Don't be shocked if Thor fights Null again. I was just about to Ven- say that. Because <laughs> in his Venom series, we discovered that, yeah, actually, Null and Thor go way back. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes an appearance somewhere. Don't be shocked if Beta Ray Bill and the new Guardians of the Galaxy crossover at some point, because he's writing both books, so why the fuck not? Yeah, although he's he'll be finishing his Guardians run pretty soon. Oh, really? It's like done, done? Are they getting a new writer, or is yeah, that Al- one just finished? Al Ewing is going to be writing it in the new number really? one. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I missed that news. I'm glad you were on top of that. <laughs> huh, that's fun. Didn't Ewing write it previously, or am I thinking of someone else? I know he did it through, he did it through, um, uh, was it Infinity Countdown and stuff like that? It was really good. It was really good as well. Right. Yeah, okay. He had some good ideas there. I'm sure, too, because he's going back into space and going back into cosmic, if he's like, okay, guess what? I'm bringing back all the stuff I did from Ultimates and Ultimate Squared. (laughs) Fuck you. You think I was done with that? I'm not done with that. Maybe bring in some more horror shit from the Hulk. So it's funny. It's like Marvel has had this great golden age now with all these writers. And it's like, oh, they're done their run. What's going to happen? Okay, everyone move your book one to the side. Okay, now go. (laughs) Yeah, everyone just play musical chairs. And wherever you stop, you get to run. Oh, no, that's the DC. That's that's how DC are running at the moment. (laughs) Now, now, now we know DC has a dartboard where they just throw darts (laughs) at it and figure it out that way. Musical chairs is a little much for them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have enough chairs in the office. No, it's like, why, why does Bendis and King have such bigger chairs than us? Because <laughs> shut up, that's why. <laughs> I keep trying to get a chair, but Mr. Bendis keeps tasing me. <laughs> <laughs> look, it's musical chairs. It's just some writers have tasers, okay? Like, look, <laughs> if, if you're going to complain about it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so very excited for both the future of Wolverine and Thor. Yeah. Uh, at New York Comic Con 2, we got some new game footage for the Avengers game. We got to see a bunch of stuff involving Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, who all the rumors were right. She is the B- uh, POV character, and that's also why Terrigen is involved in the story as well. Yeah, and it looks great. It does. Again, you know, great. everyone was everyone was so doom and gloom when that game came out and we first saw the footage. I'm like, it doesn't look good. I'm like, well, it's not finished yet. <laughs> it's still in development. 
it's still in development and it looks much better. Everyone's got finishers now. And again, unlike making one game, it looks like they've made 12 games inside of here where everyone plays radically differently. Yeah, that's what I'm really excited for. Like every character seems to have like a different kind of a different genre is like black widow's like stealth whereas like iron man is more like a shooter and hulk is like like the tank and yeah it's going to be very interesting to see how of this pulls together because i'm like well if you keep changing the game type on me like every 15 minutes or if i just get comfortable with one of these play styles then you change it on me how's that going to work i wonder yeah I'm, i'm intrigued to look we did see like pictures of the um uh like the gear system and stuff and it looks really cool because mm. you can change they, like they showed iron man you can change like his arc reactor and like the yeah. gaunt- gauntlets he wears and all that sort of stuff so that's pretty cool they showed some of the costumes there like you can be mm. joe fix it hulk and i'm like hell yeah yeah you can be the like the the viking thor with like the big love it big like fur coat and everything that looks really cool and then with Iron Man, you can be black and gold, Karen Gillan, Marvel Now, Iron Man. I'm like, oh, really? I don't, really? Of, see, all, of all the costumes, really? The, I said that too. I'm like, why are people obsessed with this costume? It's not a particularly good costume. From a very forgettable run. I'm like, yeah. why not Iron Man 2099? Why not the Heartbreaker suit? Why not the Silver Centurion? Why not? I can think of a million other Iron Man suits that I'd rather play as. Yeah, uh, maybe they know like that the people who will play it they know that they they saw those comics first or something. I don't know. Is is Karen Gillan friends with people on the <laughs> development team and they're like, hey Karen, look, we put this in for you. <laughs> we put the bumblebee suit in for it because that's what I always call it—the bumblebee suit because it's <laughs> black and yellow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for the Avengers game. Looks good. Yeah, it does. Uh, some less good news coming out of the realm of marvel that ghost rider show is apparently officially dead at hulu yeah that didn't last very long (laughs) no they killed it out of the goddamn blue for basically no reason but around the same time we heard this show was getting canceled we also heard rumors that apparently they are wanting to start ghost rider off in one of these new movies so you lose a show but you get him in the movies though yeah feige apparently wants to use the character or the characters of ghost riders uh in an upcoming film i imagine maybe i want to say doctor strange but that film already feels pretty packed feels a little obvious to maybe blade blade would be a fun one too Mm -hmm. shang chi matches Shang-Chi again there's a lot of places you could go with there you know maybe you, you hear stories in the background like oh and Daredevil Johnny Blaze is ready to pull his gray sword. oh no he fucking died everybody <laughs> oh it's so brutal and everything oh geez I hope he doesn't make a deal with the devil or nothing <laughs> they'll be a little bit more subtle than that I think <laughs> Uh, really the saddest thing about this is that gabriel luna basically gets fucked on this one once again yeah well there's always the the possibility that feige feige probably saw like how much he is basically robbie reyes and said hey come over to the movies yeah that would be nice if he just pulls up and that'll be the one bit of connective tissue with agents of shield where it's like you guys got this one right Will, will we ever see Coulson or Agent May or any of the other ones in the movie? Yeah, probably. Scheduling. <laughs> Scheduling conflicts. So conflicted are our schedules. You don't you don't even know how conflicted they are. <laughs> but Ghost Rider got to come. Yeah, but he's special, though. He drives a car. He drove it right on set. What were we going to do? Say no? <laughs> you can get so many places when you have a cool Hell Charger. <laughs> Colson, but I drive a cool car too. Not as cool as a Hell Charger. Yeah, Hell Charger has the demon of a serial killer in it. Yeah, or something. Also, <laughs> Cosmic Ghost Riders in the trunk. Jason Aaron never read that series. Jason Aaron <laughs> is making it up. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, some good news, and again, what will probably go down this year is the biggest news uh for comic books and superhero movies we heard that you know uh spider-man 3 was ultimately saved despite all the bad blood between disney and sony they worked it out and apparently worked out a deal that was more beneficial for everyone uh more news eventually came out as to why and how this happened and really the hero who everyone is claiming saved the day on this one is tom holland himself yeah well kind of makes sense like that they probably wanted Sony probably wanted him to continue to be Spider-Man in these Venom films and show up in Mobius and try and talk 
Jared Leto out of sending people condoms or something. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he he probably was meant to be in the, these films, and maybe he put his foot down and said, "No, I'll I'll like walk." The the story I'm hearing there is that it's actually not even like aggro like that at all. Like really? he sat down with the president of Sony, the president of Marvel. He made like two separate meetings with these guys <laughs> and pled his case as to why they should stay together and why it's ultimately more beneficial. And apparently, through the power of just being a very charming boy, Tom <laughs> it managed to get them to work it out. It's a Jedi mind trick literally i love the idea where it's like oh well you know I, I was so mad at them but then tom holland came in with his beautiful boyish looks and his blue <laughs> eyes and i just i just couldn't say no you just can't say stay mad at that kid so we worked it out which is really really surprising because like that would mean he would have to have met with tom rothman and for people who who know who tom rothman is like he he's not exactly like an easy man to i wouldn't say please but like get on your side if you try to do something <laughs> by all accounts he sounds like a maniac everything oh yeah I've heard. he sounds like you know like one of those hollywood eccentrics where it's like how how did this guy have a job for so long <laughs> yeah how did he get here because <laughs> everyone's a little afraid of him that's why <laughs> yeah so to like get him to 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 like agree to this it's great that's great it's stunning I, I i like to think too it was more than he just like went and talked to them i like to think tom holland like pulled out his calculator and was like okay so we'll talk about the split like this and as you can see he's got like bar graphs and everything he's doing he's doing like a school presentation they're yeah. like wow tom you really took a lot of initiative here <laughs> yeah, he's got handouts for everyone mm -hmm. that that's how he worked it out by being charming and also crunching the numbers himself <laughs> uh which again man like seriously tom holland great casting for spider-man because he saved a universe all on his own <laughs> like seriously if he if, if he wasn't already like in disney's good graces they're like okay tom here you go keys to the park you can just come in whenever you want <laughs> happiest place on earth just lock up when you're done <laughs> Hey, you want to see where Disney's head is frozen? We'll totally show you the secret room. We're not supposed to take anyone. You want to murder a cast member? We can organize that. We can totally let that. You can uh, hunt them uh, for sport in the yeah, bar. Yeah, pe people love hunting Goofy. Oh, it's so much fun. Hey, man, do you want to see the Zapruder film, our cut from the other <laughs> angle? Oh, shouldn't have said that one. Uh-oh, that's a trade secret. Disney owns the, the Zapruder tape, but, the, but an angle you've never seen before. <laughs> Uh oh! <laughs> Time to pull out our neuralizer. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Don't worry, we also have the cloning tank, so it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's great news, and and everything I hear about this just makes it better. Yeah, yeah, it it, it sounds like it's going to be really great. Yeah. Now, uh, for everyone saying this feels like a very Marvel-heavy show. They had more to show at New York Comic Con, but don't worry because we got two big announcements that came from DC on the comic side of thing, and they're kind of weird, and I don't know what to make of them. They are very weird. So one of the big pieces of news that they came out with and then said nothing else about is that, okay, so for the next run of Wonder Woman, we're going to be retconning her history and by extension the history of all of DC Comics to maybe try and repair the timeline that Brendan and Tom King have destroyed <laughs> and that Doomsday Clock was supposed to fix but didn't and clearly won't if they're doing this. But the idea is that now Wonder Woman is going to be the first hero in the pantheon of DC Comics. So she's going to be predating even the JSA now, apparently. Yeah, predating even Superman, who, thanks to Doomsday Clock, appeared in 1938. Yes, and is now the actual center of the metaverse. Well, fuck that, apparently. <laughs> that was old news. That was last week. That's because Je Jeff Johns wrote that, so yeah, fuck yes. that. Because Jeff Johns wrote it, and screw the man who was our boss and who oversaw a yeah. truly beautiful, wonderful, fruitful period of our publishing. Fuck him and his good ideas. <laughs> but yes, Wonder Woman is now officially going to be the first. Kind of like the movie yeah i guess that's really the only reason i could see why they would want to do this now which i'm like guys you're like a couple <laughs> years fucking late for this a bit fucking late and the new movie is like what wonder woman 1984 why don't you say she appears in 1984 then <laughs> 
feels like this just feels like such a lateral move yeah it it feels so weird well, that, that that whole thing was weird because I, I, with that it wasn't like they announced they've got like a big timeline coming up yes. um and and they showed it at at at, at uh new york comic-con and and we got some photos of they're very blurry photos you can't see anything mm-hmm. in it um no. but yeah like i'm just trying to think of like how are they going to fit this all in a timeline when like when i've tried and it's literally it's impossible. impossible it's it's literally impossible to do without like retconning huge chunks of characters lives you have the contradictions and things that contradict the other contradictions <laughs> and then you have the very simplistic people who are like no 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 superman reborn he fused with his new 52 counterpart and that fixed everything no it didn't <laughs> it did for like a minute and then they immediately like fucked it up and they immediately started contradicting themselves again. It's not the magic band-aid you think it is. <laughs> and also the fact, too, that like from like DC Rebirth onward, where it's like, are you ever going to explain the timeline? No, because if we tried, it would look stupid. <laughs> so we're just going to keep going and be like, do you like it? It's in continuity. If you don't, it's not. Now they're like, oh, we're actually going to try. And in the back of my mind as a fan, I'm like, please don't. <laughs> I the one thing I'm looking forward to when they announce that because apparently the one they showed at New York Comic Con wasn't even finished like it wasn't which that blowed my and like why show it if it's not even finished that's the kid showing up to class okay so I didn't do my homework but if I did it would look like this (laughs) yeah it like it's going to be fun to like pick apart and see like well it doesn't fit there but I think what they're trying to what their goal is like oh it does fit together because it's in generations oh well so so we're doing hyper time again now yeah because it's all like like generation one is the whole wonder woman stuff and generation two is when this starts when superman arrives and none of it like really makes any sense and how long until you just crisis it out again oh that'll be next year sometime we haven't had a crisis in a while so no it's been a bit every time dc's like oh we're gonna have like a super good uh, timeline now that we're gonna stick to i'm like no you're not because you never do (laughs) no you'll stick to it for just a little bit like like rebirth they stick for that stick to that for a little bit and then move You guys are addicted to changing your timeline. Changing your timeline and your history is literally your smack every, like, five to six years. Oh, we fell off the wagon again. Shit. <laughs> we said we were good. We got a job. We found Jesus. But then we just had to, had to shoot another crisis into them veins. <laughs> Don't worry. It's okay. We'll start over. <laughs> It's fine. We'll start over. I don't know. More power to them. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, it's it's like it's not great now, but it's fine now where we can just have head cannon. Yeah. Yeah. What's the DC timeline? Whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you read. That's your timeline. Whatever you decide. It's fine. And I'm like, all right, sure. It's fine. (laughs) Man, perfect example of that is the history of the Manhunters from Event Leviathan, but we'll talk about oh, that. We'll get into that. Yeah, like, t- talk about a big thing where it's like, and this is why your timeline is fucked right here, because there's like eight other Manhunters, but whatever. <laughs> uh, the other big DC thing, and honestly, these two stories feel like they almost like are in contrast with each other, like they shouldn't have announced both of these at the same time. Mm-hmm. But apparently the next big publishing initiative from dc from the people who brought you the new 52 and rebirth and dcu and everything else comes a brand new initiative that we know you will love called 5g it's just the new 52 2 i really you know i wish i knew more about like mobile networks and 4g so i could make a joke about this but i don't so i can't <laughs> and that really hurts me <laughs> that hurts me more than the giant kidney stone that is slowly killing me <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so the idea for 5G, it's all very mysterious right now, but the the thing that we're hearing, or at least the scuttlebutt online, is is that all the big AAA heroes are going to be replaced in a crisis-level event. Yeah, replaced by their, their newer legacy characters. Although there's like weird choices where it's like, we obviously get John Kent replacing Superman, and yeah. but then we get like Luke Fox replacing batman you know luke fox the character who hasn't appeared in like a book for like years but he's in that batwoman show which i have not watched yet it's pretty terrible i'm so behind and i think really i'm hearing mixed things about i feel like this is going to be one of those shows you and i disagree on matt but again i haven't watched it yet yeah 
I know you really don't like the way they're doing Luke Fox, that they've no. like completely neutered him as a character and oh, just made have. him like another dirty man in the chair. He's he's literally Mr. Terrific from from Arrow. God, despite the fact that uh, that is so not what he was in the comics, he was a dude who did MMA and kept his superhero life secret oh, he's from his not, father. He's not that. He is not that at all. And like he was a dude who was always torn between where it's like, you know, do I want to be a man of brawn or a man of brain? Or can, you know, I bring these together at any point? And like Batman recruited him in secret because he saw something great in him. But at the same time, he knew that he was like, you know, dancing and playing with fire on this one because of uh, what is it? Uh, the other fox his dad ever found out that would torpedo their relationship. Yeah. Oh, that's not none of that is in the, here. He doesn't no. even know how any of the tech in the Batcave works. So Amazing, even though he's supposed to be a genius. Yeah. <laughs> That's... I mean, I guess Vibe started off kind of shitty too, and they eventually grew into their comic counterparts. Maybe that's the same idea here, but yeah, I don't, I'll admit that from what you're telling me, I don't like that either. No. <laughs> well, but we need a man in the chair, though, and we just can't create an original character. <laughs> That's too hard. That'd be too hard. No, we need to create an original character, but give him the name of someone from the comics. Yeah. Uh, what else? And here's the funny thing is that, like, there's other Fox children you could have used, too. You didn't have to use Luke. Yeah, he could have used his... He's got a sister, doesn't he? He has a sister, and there's also another uh, another Fox son from, like, three or four crises ago who keeps getting, <laughs> like, crisis out of existence. There you go. He, he has lots of kids, actually, uh, Lucius. He keeps losing them to crises, though, so he keeps, keeps having keep, more. So he just keeps having more. Man, that's a story right there. <laughs> Lucius Fox has to meet all of his kids from across Cr the metaverse. Christ, crisis of infinite foxes. Love it. What does the fox say? <laughs> uh, how long until the CW makes that joke? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, 5G interesting idea but weird idea too i'm like okay i i love the idea of a good shake-up i'm a wrestling fan i understand a good superstar hero shake-up but also in the back of my mind i'm like didn't you do this in the dcu when you made green arrow werewolf and batman was a robot and also jim gordon and superman had no powers i i would say i would be excited for it the only problem is it's the same people from the new 52 who are doing it like dan didio jim lee all those guys they're the ones like spearheading this and i'm just in my back of my mind i'm like they're just going they're just going to go back to new 52 it's just going to be new 52 again it's it's going to be that again they've already been checking off the same ideas where it's like yep. okay remember when we did that villains month thing what if we do a year of villain i'm like well that's just the same idea but stretched over longer yeah yeah but but this time what if we combine it with like forever evil where the villains win and the, and the heroes don't actually take part in the actual main story again guys you've done this before okay 5g we shake up a bunch of the heroes you did this it was called dcu yeah but now it's a crisis level event like you, you just keep doing the same ideas over and over again <laughs> And also, too, you can tell this is like a DiDio mandate in the boardroom where it's like, okay, sales are flagging. People aren't happy with what's going on in a lot of these stories right now. Clearly, that's not our fault for writing stories people don't want to read. <laughs> Clearly, it's just people are bored with a stale it's universe. The, the children are wrong. The children are wrong. <laughs> it's Dan DiDio is literally sitting there as Skinner where it's like, am I out of touch? No, it's the fans that are wrong. <laughs> yep. And it's so funny too. It's like, guys, you were on top not that long ago with DC yeah. Rebirth, and everyone was happy. Yeah, how did they not like see like, hmm, sales and Rebirth were good when we when we did stuff that like connected the universe and had like kind of a nostalgic feel to it, and was like a back to basics for all these mm -hmm. characters. And then, oh, it was selling well. Nah, let's let's give two of our books to like two writers who don't understand the characters. And then we're paying too much. Yeah, and, and then let them just like flush everything we done down the toilet. But short term gains, Matt. It's all about them <laughs> short term gains. Also, DC Rebirth, that wasn't really good. That was he's not even in charge anymore, Johns. <laughs> Why are people so hung up at the past? Let's do a whole like beat in Heroes in Crisis where we say that that universe or that time wasn't as good as you all remember. No, but it was though. <laughs> yeah, it it literally was. <laughs> You're remembering it wrong. No, we're not. <laughs> Again, like you could literally tell that was the point where Dio pushed Tom King aside and he started writing. Yeah, he came in after he left for the day and just scribbled out the words and 
like literally to have a character say that that good time that you liked was not as good as you remember <laughs> i mean it was pretty damn fucking good i think i remember more than what a character does i mean i mean i was reading more dc books at that time <laughs> than i am now so i mm. mean you know yeah so there you go everyone that's that's the news catch up for this week yeah a lot of a lot of stuff going on a lot of interesting stuff a lot of cool stuff to look forward to yeah i uh guess we want to hop over into what we read this week this might be weird because i know you said your schedule has been all over the place so i don't know what you've read and what yeah. you haven't yet well, i've read read a little bit but like i haven't reviewed them yet that's fair uh okay uh, where would we like to start then uh i guess x-men uh powers of x had its big finale yeah this this was good issue much yeah. like house of x the week before this was a like perfect tie-off indeed and this one answering the big question where it's like okay so krakoa is set up as a nation it's got laws it's got a military it's got everything else a ruling yeah, like, council but where? like every cult needs like every cult needs her ta -ta 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 -ta. but uh but where does moira factor into all this she's the one who you know granted the mutants this amazing second chance but we haven't seen her in the main timeline and the reason is she's basically taken herself out of mutant society faked her death as it did actually happen in necronosia the idea being where she's like look my knowledge of the future could actually fuck up everyone else so i have to actually like take myself out of society and make sure i don't touch anything here yeah they they, they can be the truth can't get out because that'll end up fucking up the society which is why stuff like precogs and and things mm -hmm. aren't allowed on krakoa and we can never resurrect Destiny because Destiny totally has Moira's number, even though they <laughs> promised Mystique they would do it. <laughs> and you can already tell, like, oh, that's going to lead to a big problem. Because oh. I don't know if you know Mystique, but when she's mad, she gets really mad. Oh, I said in my review this whole thing, like, because they, they made, they, he really, kind of, Hickman kind of plays it up in that scene where he's like, the truth can never get out, it'll ruin it. And I'm like, it, that's going to come out and that's going to be the X-Men's undoing this time. That's literally like, and start the ticking clock to when <laughs> this will all come out. It'll probably lead to a schism of some type. Of some kind, yeah. You might as well call Hickman the Chekhov's gunman, because literally he's just <laughs> dropping Chekhov's guns all over the place. Like, this will be used later, this will be used later, this will be used a year from now. <laughs> Which is amazing to think that he's thought it out so methodically, where it's like, okay, and now let us tell a year of stories and let us wait for these shoes to drop i actually and i actually really like that i like the idea that like like the these mutants like now are like like they keep blaming humans and machines for all their problems and then when this will happen it'll be like their own folly like themselves kind of fuck themselves over in a way because and they lied and <laughs> cheated to each other kind of proving that they're not exactly better than humans than they think they that are that they're actually more like humans than they could ever imagine. And in fact, as we find out in the future storyline, the librarian, that weird blue-skinned alien, not an alien at all, actually no. a post-human in the future because the mutants are so busy fighting off the machines and everything else. Mankind masters genetic engineering and we become these weird blue-skinned people of the future. Yeah, they they like leapfrog over, over mutants to become the, like the genetic uh, superior race which is the ultimate middle finger to mutant kind <laughs> and also why they're like okay well we really got to change stuff then where if we're not even going to be homo superior in the future mm -hmm. that if we actually get outmoded by humans that's some old bullshit yeah also too that life that we thought was at the end of the timeline no that was only <laughs> life number six we've actually been seeing these futures out of order we have which that's fucking crazy it's so crazy that's very crazy. And I love, too, that where it's like, oh, uh, Wolverine has to kill her to send her back and restart everything. And I'm like, oh, this is just like that shot from the Nimrod future. No, actually, that happens after this. <laughs> so Moira and Wolverine just have this weird relationship where he's just endlessly killing her because he's the only one who can live that long. Yeah, he's the, he's like, that's his main task in life. And I was like, just survive long enough just to kill Moira when it's needed. Which begs the question, was like, can she not take her own life, or does she just not want to take her own life? Yeah, or does, like, taking her own life, like, nullify the effects of her powers, or... Good question. Also, too, I like the idea that the post-human librarian is like, look, I'm gonna get everything I want, I get to join the god mine, but also, if you die, though, does that mean I lose all of this? I really <laughs> don't know, and I don't know if I want to take that chance. <laughs> 
yeah that that stuff with the like the garden wine and stuff that was it was more explained in in house of x issue six was just insane to think that oh all black holes are connected and there's like minds that live inside them and they form like a dominion god or something mm-hmm. like oh that's and total every- hickman Oh, totally. And every race and every religion throughout time and space, that's what they've looked at and what they've called gods, mm-hmm. these beings of endless intelligence and power. To where I'm like, man, that's some real chariot of the gods theory, which is like everything that Marvel has been built on. Yep. Where it's like, nah, man, God's not up in heaven. God's in space. <laughs> God is a series of black holes powering a mega mind. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm, I'm like, completely cool with that i'm like that's all right where it's like look is is it magic i'm like no it's just so advanced it might as well be magic to your <laughs> understanding and i'm like all right <laughs> yeah that whole isaac asimov thing yeah very much so. and if i'm very good i get to be absorbed by the phalanx and go be god essentially yeah pretty much yeah all right i i, I can deal <laughs> <laughs> that's all right that's that's a better promise of an afterlife than most people are selling so okay <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and the other big secret, too, is, like, so Magneto and Xavier might also be working to try and two-time Moira as well, because she's like, look, they haven't always kept with my program. Yeah, yeah, she she's, or, yeah, it, it looks like, like, she's kind of, like, controlling them in a way, like, because, like, we get more of that, that story, like, the, the fir- first part of this issue is just, like, a retread of issue one of house yeah, of x is yeah the fair and we see like what's tacked on at the end uh where where charles has like he kind of goes a little insane from what he sees and Moira right. like fucks with his mind and she says like oh you guys will fight me but i'll be like putting your minds in place so that she's you don't. also yeah she's also been editing the history that yeah. she's been giving xavier so he hasn't even gotten the full story yeah yeah so like, which means moira's like oh no i still know shit you don't yeah so yeah is that gonna end with them going against her her going against them a villain using that power yeah there's a lot of places they could go with this it's all it's all very fascinating like i said many checkoffs guns set up and many shoes about to drop yeah uh what else did we want to talk about there matt uh did you see year of the villain joker issue one yes yes i did i was very excited to read this because it was john carpenter and anthony birch yeah and it was really damn good yes it was very interesting and great timing for it too of course you know like most joker stories you can't really follow him around because he needs to be vague and chaotic and if you're reading his internal monologue it doesn't work so instead we meet a new character jeremy who breaks out of arkham asylum with the joker or maybe he doesn't it's actually left a little open-ended because jeremy is insane and says he doesn't trust his own mind or his own Mm -hmm. uh view of events yeah it's it's a great look at like mental health mental illness and how like be, not just being in Gotham, how that affects you, but also how like being near Joker affects it and how Joker is, for all intents and purposes, completely sane. And because of that, he uh, pre- preys on these people. Yeah, which makes him even more evil. Jeremy even says, you know, this this guy's not crazy. He thinks, he plans, he listens, you know, mm-hmm. he has forethought. This isn't crazy. If anything, he gives crazy people a bad name. Yeah, yeah. And I really like that take. I'm like, wow, this is a really interesting take when that Joker movie is coming out to have this. In it's the a comics. much interesting take, much more interesting than the movie. Yeah, to be like, no, he's a big faker is what he is. And also, too, to be like, Gotham City is really sick and messed up, too, that it often sets the mentally ill against other mentally ill people. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then it's like, you know, obviously Batman, you could argue, is sick in the head himself. And he goes around beating yep. these people up and being their judge, jury, and executioner. It's very dark, very serious, and also kind of darkly funny, too, because Birch is that way. That's what made made me really like it. Like, it was really dark and everything. And then you have, like, funny moments where, like, Joker shoots a man and his dog because they both had a gun. And then he plants a gun mm-hmm. on the dog. I'm like, that, that that's hilarious, but also really haunting really dark really condiment king stops by for a minute and condiment king is terrified of the joker for obvious reasons yeah yeah and then he gets killed quote unquote with his mustard gun poor guy they even have like a joke at the end about it uh uh, about a tattoo where i'm like okay that's really good too yeah yeah (laughs) 
again, like setup and payoff is really strong here. Obviously with two writers, I don't know who exactly wrote what, like if Carpenter had the idea and Birch just fleshed it out, but you can definitely feel his sense of humor throughout this. Oh yeah, you can totally do that. And it was, it was even better because it was set during like the whole City of Bane stuff. And it's like- Which probably surprised the, the shit out of me. Probably the most enjoyable City of Bane thing we're probably ever going to get. It really is from like, wow, it actually used this and it wasn't an anchor around its neck. They actually no. used it to its own benefit. Yeah, yeah. It was great. It was. It was very surprising. Definitely check this one out. You know, Year of the Villain, we joke about it creatively if it's a little bankrupt. But so far, a lot of these one shots have been really solid. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have going on this week? Oh, we had a uh, keeping on the DC track The Batman's Grave from Warren Ellis. I haven't read this one yet. Uh, I don't want to say too much then because it's just a straight up mystery story. Ooh, nice. It's Batman solving a mystery in kind of an else world where Alfred doesn't want him to be Batman anymore and he has to go back to Crime Alley and this leads him to start a much bigger investigation. Kind of, I guess, the new thing Ellis does in his interpretation of Batman is like, you know, uh, when Batman tries to solve a violent crime, everyone assumes that he puts himself into the mind of, uh, of the killer of the perpetrator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Be because Batman is sick in the head like that. But Ellis is like, no, actually Batman puts himself into the head of the victim because he's still very much that victim. And that's how he solves crimes. That's really cool. It is. And I'm like, wow, what an interesting, humanizing, vulnerable take on Batman. Yeah. Wow. That's that's really interesting. I'm going to give that a read. It is. You know, it's got a beginning, middle and end. It's very fun. And it's a 12 part series, too. So even though you get resolution to the mystery at the end of this story, I'm sure it's just the beginning of a bigger story. Oh, yeah, definitely. Reminds me very much of uh, Ellis's time on Moon Knight, actually. Oh, nice. I feel like this very easily could have been a Moon Knight story, actually. <laughs> heck for all i know it was <laughs> but yeah the batman's grave really cool awesome yeah. what else did you have matt uh i had Levent event leviathan issue five. Oh boy let's talk about this <laughs> let's talk about this I, I will have to say it's the most coherent bendis has been in this series so far arguably still no less annoying but yeah no. stuff actually happened yes yeah, so stuff is kind of explained question mark in like the most backward, non-fulfilling <laughs> way. So at the end of the last issue, we saw there was another group of detectives mm -hmm. working the same case. And we find out that they were put together by Lois to investigate Batman's group to make sure they weren't Leviathan or working with Leviathan, which is the dumbest bullshit. Because it's like, okay, well, then at that rate, should there be a third team? Yeah, to make and then sure a fourth team and then a fifth. It, it, it just never ending. <laughs> that's how it starts <laughs> yeah they end up like saying nah no one no one's uh leviathan except maybe you lois and that this has been a running thing where it's like lois is leviathan lois is Leviathan's like she's not she's not you don't need to keep doing that you know but then but then it just like immediately changes gears where it's like it's not lois it's her father sam and they have zero evidence for this. They're like, we just think it's uh, Sam Lane now. Well, what was your process? What evidence did you find? Shut up. You didn't see it, but we did it. <laughs> when was the last time you contacted him? And it's like, well, Superman's been keeping an eye on him this whole time. Well, we forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns out that like Sam Lane is Leviathan, knows Leviathan. He knows about Leviathan. You're like, well, if he knew about Leviathan, why didn't he say anything after he was attacked the first time in Superman or the second time he was attacked in this book in his <laughs> hospital room? His, uh, it's because he knows he knows Leviathan's right. I'm like, well, okay. Well, why not just run with that and make him like a villain as well? I mean, he's been portrayed as a villain in everything else. And I mean, you already made Superman's dad a villain. Why not make Lois's dad a villain too? Yeah. And he says it's all tied to something called the snowman ticket. You got to find the snowman <laughs> yeah, ticket. Yeah, this thing that's never been mentioned before this issue. <laughs> this is the key to everything now, the snowman ticket, to where in my review, I'm just like, oh, yes, the snowman ticket. The thing that Frosty has to get on Christmas to get back <laughs> to the North Pole before he melts away. Frosty the snowman was actually <clears throat> Leviathan. I I, I, I remember saying that there's going to be something in like the last issue that's just going to be pulled out of nowhere. And that's this. They're already pulling it out. Also, yeah. too, despite the fact that we had two teams of detectives working nonstop to figure this out, it might actually have been Damien who figured it out because he pulled a reasoning out of his asshole in yeah. the last couple minutes. Yeah, the only like the only reason he kind of figured out that 
the whole thing thing is Leviathan is the original Manhunter. Or one of the original Manhunters. Basically, he looks at Kate Spencer's staff and it's like, oh, you're not the first Manhunter. To which I'm like, how the fuck do you know she's not the first Manhunter? <laughs> not even that. Why well, was looking at her staff like make him think that? Like, is like, hmm, that staff kind of looks like Leviathan. Been... Also, haven't you all been hanging out in the Batcave for like <laughs> days now? How is this only getting into your head now, <laughs> you little jerk? For the record, there's like eight people who have been leviathan before kate spencer mm -hmm. matt says it's the original i actually think it's mark shaw because if you look at mark shaw's mask and you look at leviathan's mask they're basically the same yeah it could be him and also their ideologies line up because again superman who goes to visit leviathan in the leviathan dimension which was put <laughs> together because why matt because to trap john basically <laughs> it's Man. basically like the human version of the fandom zone Man, I love that where Bendis is like, I don't like John Kent. I don't want to write about Superboy, but also he's going to be the crux of this story. <laughs> yeah, he's somehow now the crux. Like this whole, te all this tech was because of John Kent. <laughs> because of the Superboy. Also too, the whole evil organization goes to another dimension to amass power. Isn't this exactly what you did with the maker in the end of the <laughs> ultimate universe? Shut up, I'm not repeating myself. You're repeating yourself. Yeah, and, and like those two characters wore masks and you didn't know for the longest time who they were also shut up <laughs> you might as well call this event leviathan shut up everybody <laughs> also then tally and silencer show up at the end and they're like oh yeah we're here too yeah we're gonna save the day because reasons even though yes, you're about we're... to kill lois lane before <laughs> yeah we're also here and I, I know some people are like apparently silencer retired at the end of her book so she shouldn't be hanging out with tally anymore but fuck it again it's a character like ben just probably wanted to write it's like oh that's a character i would create and i'm going to use her now so then i can say i created her <laughs> event leviathan is a bad comic but it's wonderful comedy <laughs> it's great comedy it's it might be the most unintentionally hilarious book of the year yeah yeah and as i said at least this one was like coherent enough and like things actually happen but i'm like again your issue five in a six issue series mm -hmm. like this shit should have been happening in like issue three you saved it all for the end that's astounding yeah well hey when it's done here i don't have to read any more bendis books after this this is <laughs> this will be my last one i just gotta see it through to the end i gave his superman and action comics a year they let me down and i'm gonna keep reading this until it's i'm over. sticking with it i survived the new 52 so i can survive anything <laughs> that's true man you're you're a vet you're you're in the shit you're just like man this was my vietnam and this was my other vietnam <laughs> like, yeah almost right after <laughs> vietnam 2 namier <laughs> which again this will be great because you can get me up to speed on all the ridiculousness oh I, I i will i will although that being said i might get back into superman because i know greg rucka is coming on and they're outing his identity again <clears throat> for some reason in december yeah well i've heard that they're actually outing his identity to that um united planets council like that uh... just that and they they've they framed it in a way to make it sound like he's outing his identity to the universe and right. he technically is right are, are they gonna out him again just in time to 5g him and have someone replace him <laughs> probably it's freaking ridiculous uh all right what else did you want to talk about uh what did i have i had oh, i had detective comics issue 1013 oh yeah that was technically from last week i think was it i thought it was this yes. week one th oh, uh, 1012 yeah so that was like from that's two how far that i'm was... behind <laughs> That was two weeks ago. It was good. Mr. Freeze doing cool shit. Yeah, cool Batman suit. And I don't know whether you've you've probably noticed as well, Tomasi likes inventing new Batman suits and using different like Batman suits, and I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all about it too. It's good shit. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have uh, from this week then? Uh, Amazing Spider-Man was weird. Yeah, I haven't read issue 31 yet. These are, man... <laughs> this it's the weirdest thing because they're absolute carnage tie-ins that you don't have to read to understand absolute <laughs> carnage but you do need to read it if you want to know what's going on with kindred because this spider-man tie-in has nothing to do with spider-man or carnage but, but everything to do with kindred oh really they didn't like because i know like issue 30 kind of like had norman like attacking spider-man and mm. spider-man remembering all his like past memories and stuff yeah and so they they didn't build off that 
Well, they do, but the whole idea is is that like Kindred is at Norman's cell in Ravencroft mm-hmm. Asylum when he yeah. was there to mess with Mysterio, and he's basically just like you know talking mad shit to him through the mm-hmm. glass the whole yeah, time yeah. while this fight is going on. Okay. And like so, Kindred obviously knows who Norman is. They have a long-standing history, and Norman actually breaks the craziness of thinking he's Cletus Cassidy for a minute to be like, "Oh, I know who you are too." But I'm back to being crazy now, so I can't tell anyone. <laughs> oh, god damn it! <laughs> to which, obviously, like about as subtle as a jackhammer, I'm like, "Oh, so you're saying it's Harry then?" But it can't be Harry, so this is obviously just one giant red herring. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. Because Nick Spencer would never be this obvious or this on the nose. It clearly can't be uh, Harry, but maybe it's someone else related to Norman. I theorize it might actually be uh, Emily Osborne. It might actually be Harry's mom. Mm, that, that'd be interesting. But then, like, hey. but then doesn't Kindred have like a weird infatuation with Spider Man where it's like no one can yes. be with him and he, it's, it could only be both of them together? That's true. It's also that, and like some of his, his words sounded very female. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another theory, too. Maybe there's not one kindred. Maybe there's multiple kindred. Mm, that's a good theory. Yeah. And that's why it keeps changing, where it's like, yeah, I am Captain George Stacy, and I am, uh, what is it, Gene that, DeWolf, and I am Emily Osborne. That would actually be really cool if they were all, like, people from Peter's past who he's, like, who he failed in some way. Yeah, we are kindred to each other, and we are kindred to you. Yeah. That would be an interesting twist. That would be very hot fuzz where it's like, oh, you see, you thought there was one perpetrator, but there was actually multiple perpetrators. <laughs> spoiler for that movie, everyone. <laughs> yeah, spoiler for like a 10-year-old movie. Old movie. If you were going to see it, you were going to see it. That's fine, too, because it's also like a. It, they say in the commentary, we just ripped off Murder on the Orient Express. So spoiler for that, too. <laughs> Man, Knives Out looks good. It sure does. When we talk about mystery movies. <laughs> But yeah, Amazing Spider-Man is friggin' weird. I didn't really enjoy it, but I feel like everything that's said here is going to be important later and picked over. Okay. What uh, What else did you have going on there, Matt? I had one of the new Star Wars books, which is the, which is actually kind of a direct sequel to The Last Jedi. Oh yeah, do do tell. Yeah, so Star Wars Allegiance issue one, and it picks up not long after The Last Jedi. Uh, we get to see what like the resistance is doing and what Ray and all that are doing. And they're hiding out on a garbage planet um, <laughs> as the, the first order basically go planet to planet, wherever they've heard a, a rumor of the resistance being, and just like obliterating the planets. Right. And they, they're hunting them and Supreme leader Kylo Ren is angry because he hasn't found them yet, but he's getting leads on them. And those leads are from Poe and Finn who are away doing, they're trying to gather weapons and and people and everything to the resistance because at the end of the last Jedi, resistance was like small enough to fit on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah. So they're trying to like gather up people they they can find and everything, and it's not going very well because they attract the notice of bounty hunters. And in a nice, cool like continuity bit, it's the bounty hunters that were the main focus of the Galaxy's Edge book oh nice uh so they they've end up they end up being employed by the first order to hunt down finn and poe uh meanwhile ray is kind of training in the force and an interesting little bit which i hope is going to be in the new movie is that her force powers don't work anymore like they don't work properly she can't focus them or anything because she's trying to like use the force on this like creature that's attacking her and it doesn't work at all and she has to sort of like get away from it and she's only saved from from it by the falcon when leia comes to pick her up because they need to go on a mission to uh admiral akbar's homeworld and again in a nice little bit of continuity they're tying it into uh was it it was kieran gillen's run on star wars where he did like a big mon calamari story tying it into that where like the rebels came there and like the planet was decimated because they came there so they so uh the resistance arrived there and are met by like guards and told that like they're probably going to die because of what they did back then <laughs> oops but yeah it's, it's really cool it's it's really interesting that, that we're actually getting stories that probably might affect the new movie yeah in, yeah. in a way and uh, but yeah it's really cool it's like a four issue mini series kind of like what they did with the shattered empire that's good yeah it was really cool and it's drawn really nicely as well yeah, sounds like it. Uh, I got like one more book to talk about, and then I should probably let you go because you actually got to go do a thing, and I got to go take more pills. Yeah, no worries. 
All right, so I guess the last one we'll talk about is uh, I had Invaders, number 10. Obviously, this is like Ooh. the real gem book at Marvel right now that I'm telling everyone they should read. I, I keep running to read it, but I keep falling far behind with my reviews. <laughs> I know, man. Also, too, uh, you were right, actually. Uh, Detective Comics uh, 1013 actually did come out last week. I missed it, and I missed Daredevil, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm behind on Daredevil as well. So we're both fucking up. It's not just you. <laughs> I might actually go and get that, and maybe I can read it before I go to bed. But, uh, yeah, Invaders, uh, I've been loving this series. Didn't love this issue, but it set up some rather interesting ideas. Yeah? Yeah, the idea is, is that, you know, to stop Namor, who's attacking the surface and turning people into Atlanteans, uh, Captain America and Bucky took the serum and turned themselves into Atlanteans so they could infiltrate the city. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so funny, too, because Bucky has to leave his robot arm behind because he's like, well, if I have my robot arm, they'll know who I am. <laughs> well, and I'm just like, like cover that up. Just put some no, co well, seaweed no. over it. <laughs> hey, I know that robot arm. <laughs> Atlantean guards are pretty stupid, too, because they're like, yeah, the city's only ever used to being assaulted. They're not used to, like, spies and subterfuge, so they just let them right in. <laughs> I actually kind of like that. That kind of fits with whole, like, Namor's, like, arrogance. And it's like, no one's going to be, like, game enough to attack us or like sneak in yeah who would turn themselves into atlanteans it's fucking stupid <laughs> uh namor is losing control of his city too because makan his old war buddy turned mental hallucination thanks to xavier has stolen the serpent crown and given himself a new body oh nice i hope that xavier stuff ties into hickman's like like they, they could tie it in with him because remember he went to namor in house Dude. of x and this could be him like fucking with him like in a different life this is the first marvel book i've read that actually mentions krakoa Ooh, really yes it is because roxon is uh because you know atlantis is at war with the american government right mm -hmm. now and mm -hmm. they're like well they could nuke the city any day now so we should send mercenaries in to steal their crap especially now with the growing mutant threat in krakoa <laughs> nice you know, they're selling miracle drugs. No one's buying rocks on stuff anymore. We better get some cool Atlantia shit to show people. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they actually do mention I thought that was a nice touch. Uh, again, they, they kind of brush by Steve being an Atlantean and what that means because him and Namor end up teaming up to fight the mercenaries, but then fighting each other. And then a bomb goes off that turns Steve back into a human, but also turns Namor human too. Ooh which technically he was already half human and some mutant in there too and some other stuff, but now he's full human. Oh, uh, that's not, he's not going to like that. No, he's not. And now they're trapped on an island together and Captain America's like, okay, are we going to work this out or are we just going to beat the shit out of each other until help arrives? <laughs> and Namor's like, haven't decided yet. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> But yeah, Invaders is cool. Didn't love this issue as much, but it's a fun storyline overall. I know people are loving Zdarsky's Spider-Man. People are loving his Daredevil, but this is another really great thing he's doing. Uh, that, yeah, I, I've loved everything he's done, and I, I, I am kicking myself for not starting this book when it originally started. Here's the thing, too. Being an Invaders book that like is going to be longer than 10 issues, I think it's already like one of the longest-running Invaders books ever. <laughs> I think it is, yeah. <laughs> Because it's just that good, and I'm glad people are actually along for this ride. <laughs> All right, so there's the show, everyone. We didn't think we were going to make it, but I'm glad we made it. As you can tell, Matt and I are actually behind on a lot of books, <laughs> and we need to get caught up. Yes. Especially because, oh, God, Wednesday. Wednesday is soon. <laughs> Very soon. Oh, tomorrow, tomorrow for me. <laughs> tomorrow for you. I got another day. But, yes, thank you, everyone, for coming out. Sorry if my energy was a little low. I'm hoping to get it back very soon. Sorry for the bags on bags <laughs> under my eyes. <laughs> but yes, we'll be back again next week. As always, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to the show first before anyone else. It'll be late, but I'm sorry about that. And you're getting it now. Everyone else, you'd normally get it Wednesday. I don't fucking know when you're going to get it. You'll get it when Matt gets it to me. <laughs> and I'll get it to you as soon as I can. Right. So again, it's just, it, it, don't look a gift show in the mouth. We didn't think we'd do this one, period. <laughs> And now you're getting it, and I hope you're happy, everyone. So thank you. Uh, be sure to follow Matt and myself on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram so you always know when a new show is coming. And yes, when everything gets back to normal, we will be live again over mm -hmm. on Matt's Twitch, so check that out. Yep. Come do the show live with us. We'll have Q uh, question and answer periods. It's great. It's the way of the future for the show in the comic multiverse, just not now because this week fucking kicked us all in the ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll be back 
next week with live shows and probably more fun stuff. Yeah, well, when the universe stops pissing on me, I promise <laughs> that, that we'll be back and that we'll have fun times. I, I got to go to bed, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back again next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.